Okay. Great to see everyone again. What a privilege to be in a class with my son, my grandson. That's one of the main reasons I asked him to come, although I am uh, giving myself a very big risk of having the premises of the entire class destroyed by an excellent question. <laughs> but I think it's still worth it to see who they got. Which clearly you and I are not capable of asking. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you guys are kinder. You're, you have a, you definitely are capable. You guys are, are much kinder than you. Oh, Yehuda's you guys are one of the kindest persons I know. Yehuda's ruthless. When it comes to Tara, you have no, uh, Yehuda takes no prisoners. Okay, so we're learning. Um, great. It's, uh, it's an honor for, for every, every minute. So we're, we're learning a bit about the, the Rambam's Yud Gimel Ikram, the 13 principles of faith. And uh, the first one is the Whopper. The first one is where you have the most amount of fundamentals and every word you can really spend a whole shear on. So if you look at the text of the Ani Mamen itself, which was not written by the Rambam, but it's the classic codification of the Yud Gimel Ikram, we say that Hashem is Borei Umanhig L'chol Habruim. So Hashem creates and guides all created things. So there's a story of the Baal Shem Tov, where the Baal Shem Tov is walking with his students, and the Baal Shem Tov is waxing poetic about how Hashem's hashkacha extends to every single facet of the universe. And the Talmudim basically said, come on. <laughs> In real life, you're telling me every single detail. Is that really true? So the Baal Shem Tov says, come along with me. And they, they're walking along, and a leaf falls off a tree, flutters down, seems to land in one spot, wind blows it a little bit further, and then it stops. Baal Shem Tov says, watch. He goes to the leaf, uncovers the leaf, underneath the leaf is a worm. It was a very hot day outside. The Baal Shem Tov said, without this leaf falling in this precise position, that worm would have shriveled up and died in the heat. As I as the mice, so that's the story. So bringing out that Shem Tashkacha on every single aspect of it. It seems pretty simple, it seems pretty straightforward, and I'm gonna propose that it's gigantically controversial. And let me tell you why. There's a Pasuk in Habakkuk, one of the Nevi'im, which says as follows, The Navi is saying about Nebuchadnezzar, Melech Bavel, Nebuchadnezzar was the Babylonian who destroyed the first base on Mikdash. During the ensuing slaughter of all of the Jews during that period of time, it says, Hashem, it's like you made a person like the fish of the sea. Keremes, like a creepy crawly, loy maishabai, that no one is in no one's in control over. Rashi says, human beings were made were made hefker, ownerless, not controlled, like fish. So the Ramam says, wait a minute. I thought fish were controlled also. I thought the fish the destiny of all the fish and all of the leaves on the trees is also controlled by Hashem. The Ramam says from this Pasuk we see explicitly to uh, go at, chronologically out of order, not like the Baal Shem Tov. Baal Shem Tov again is, is late 16th, early 13th century. The Ramam is going hundreds of years before that. 
but the Rambam says explicitly there is no hashkacha pratis on animals. There is no hashkacha pratis on animals. The Navi. The Rambam says. That. The Rambam says there is no hashkacha pratis on animals. So, the Ramam says, wait a minute, take a look at the Pasuk we say, in Ashrei, and Hashem gives all the animals their needs. The Ramam says that only refers to the species as a whole. The Ramam wants to make sure that there are enough worms in the world for Iron Martin to play with. There have, there have to be enough. <laughs> there have to be enough chihuahuas and so on and so forth there, there have to be enough of the animals of the species so the so Baruch Hu will ensure that there are enough s- sustenance for the species as a whole to be maintained everything else is random shocking it sounds like whoa how could it be that there's any element of randomness in the universe at the same time when I was doing some research on it there's an author who pointed out a great point it's not really random, because who created the rules of nature? Hashem himself is the one who created the rules of nature. So if that's true, the fact that the leaf falls is also Hashem's hashkacha. The mashal that Hashem put into my mind to say is that whenever anything falls, you have to imagine Hashem pushing it down. It's not that it falls because there's something called gravity. Hashem is making the rules of nature exist, so Hashem pushes everything that falls down. So, of course, it's not entirely random, and it's not that Hashem is unaware of it. Now, the question is, why not? Hashem is infinite. It's not any harder for Hashem to control every leaf than it is for Him to only focus on human beings and not focus on all of the other aspects of the world. What's the idea of that? So, anyone who's worked in Kashrus knows that you have something called Hashkacha. Literally, hashkacha means oversight. There's someone who's watching what's happening. But in terms of hashkacha pratis, we don't talk about it in terms of Hashem's just knowing what's happening. We're talking about Hashem's orchestration. Hashem is perfectly planning every single aspect of whatever that being is experiencing. Which means that hashkacha pratis is, does not exist because Hashem could. Hashkacha Pratis is a gift that Hashem gives us. The fact that any being has Hashem himself orchestrating every aspect of its existence is a matana, is a gift. The reason why animals don't have it is not because Hashem is not capable of controlling it. Of course Hashem is capable of controlling everything. The point here is that Hashkacha Pratis is a gift that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives and Hashem only gives it to human beings. Now, of course, the, the source of this quote-unquote mistake, we'll see if there's a, there is a pshat in the Baal Shem, the Baal Shem. But the source of this quote-unquote mistake, we're going to call an error for right now, is because you want to say Hashem is in control of everything. And of course He is, and of course Hashem could do everything. But Hashem doesn't, doesn't give the gift of Hashem practice every place that He could. He only gives Hashem practice in the place where Hashem wants to show His love for people. The Ramam says, by this point, the bigger a tzaddik you are, the more hashkacha pratis you have. The more Hashem involves yourself in your life, the more of a tzaddik you are. I just want to bring out just this kind of example. It's kind of a funny example, but I think we've all seen this, where pets have now become humans, right? Right, I know the knowing, the knowing works. Right, I come from LA. <coughs> right, Mark comes from LA, so we we know. We, I grew we, up we, in North Pet. 
<laughs> you know, I and I grew up and I and I grew up with a dog, so I'm I'm uh, I'm not I'm not coming to bash a person, Pastor Shalom, who owns a pet. But when sometimes you see a person sign a letter, you know, Jane, John, and Sparky, <laughs> you know, right? Or you'll have you know on the back of the car where they have like those little cartoon sticker figures. So they'll have. Dad and Mom and Billy and Bob and Sarah and Rover, right? Worse. Ask me about my grand puppies. Right, 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 right. And I was about to get to that. Ask me about my my grand dog, right? My grand dog. Or people who leave their estate to a dog. Right. No, I've seen that. Now, every Shekhar has a little bit of MS. Otherwise, no one would even pay attention to it. What's the MS in the Shekhar? Is that they want to show I appreciate what the the pet is providing for me. But the shaker is, is that by doing that, what do you do to everyone else? You're lowering them, right? Because you're saying, I belong to this family just as much as my dog does, right? That means that the most a human being could belong in a family is the, is the amount that a dog could. So here, Lahavda, when it comes to hashkacha pratas, it's the exact same thing. When a, if a person would say that Hashem's Hashkacha is everywhere, that would mean that Hashem is investing in much in me as He's investing in a squirrel. I just happen to be, I, I, I happen to be a human being, but Hashem is He's orchestrating the squirrel's life. Every acorn that it, that it tracks down is all perfectly calculated, the exact crunch that the squirrel should get, the same way that He's orchestrating our lives. That can't be, that's not right. If you imagine in a marriage relationship, right? So a husband goes and he gives his he, he gives his wife a, 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 a gift for their for their anniversary. What would the wife feel if she discovered that the husband gave the exact same gift to twenty five other people? What? How would the wife feel? Right? She's gonna feel lousy because if the if you're giving me the same gift that you gave everyone else, then I'm not any better than that. So the subtitle is seeing the love from Hashem's uninvolvement. That's the subtitle. The fact that Hashem is not involved, according to Shita Saravam, the Ramam Shita and the Shita of Mosri Shainam, is that the Ramam is that Hakadosh Baruch who is not involved when it comes to animals. It's not because Hashem couldn't. Of course, Hashem could, but it shows Hashem. It shows Hashem's love for us. Why don't animals get it? Why not? Because in Jewish thought, an animal is a meat machine. An animal is programmed. Feel free to come, make yourself comfortable. Right? An animal is a machine. An animal is programmed, and it's programmed to serve man. We just had the Sar La Zazel. Any person you know, could be forgiven of being bothered by that. Gosh, you're taking an animal and you're shoving it off a cliff and it's getting ripped up into shreds. How is that ethical? How is that nice? How is that fair? So, from a Jewish perspective, we would say, we believe that eating chicken soup on Friday night is a holy thing. Why is it holy? Because I'm taking the Bria that Hashem created and I'm using it for the sake of a mitzvah. So, on Friday night, the benefit I get from the animal is that I have Einik Shabbos. And for the Sir Lazazel, I am achieving kapara for the entirety of the Jewish people, for every Avera that was ever committed from the Jewish people the entire year. The Ramam says, Bing Shagig, Bing Nezid. No matter how serious it was, to kill a goat is worth it. Even if the animal ends up feeling a lot of pain, it's still worth it. 
because the purpose of an animal is for the purpose of human beings. The reason why the Baal Shem Tov story makes sense is that what did the Talmidim see when they saw that the leaf was covering the worm? That was the point of the story. If there wasn't any Baal Shem Tov there, if there wasn't any Talmidim watching the story and they didn't see that Hashem would never have made the leaf go in any special way to cover any worm. Because it's a worm. It doesn't deserve that, that Hashgacha practice. We're going to keep it short tonight because it's circus and everyone's, everyone's uh, very busy. I just want to bring out two mitzvahs of the Uraisa, two of the 613 mitzvahs, which bring out this gift. So we have the 10th of the Aserah Sadibros, Islay Sachmoy, do not be jealous, do not covet. So the Ben Ezra asks a question. The Ben Ezra is going back 900 years. So it just, it's so wonderful how when you see things from hundreds of years ago that just resonate with our experience now. The Ben Ezra says, many people wonder about this mitzvah. How could you tell a person not to be jealous of something else that he doesn't have? He sees something else that's beautiful and he doesn't have it. How are you telling me not to be jealous? What do you mean? So the Benazir gives a mashal, he gives a story. Imagine you have an illiterate, unsophisticated, poverty-stricken villager. And he hears about the beautiful princess. And she has everything going for her. How crazy would he be to think that she would be interested in him, that he would become the prince? Of course, if it's a man, he could be delusional and think about anything. But in real life, he's not really going to think about that. He's not really going to think about that. The same way he's not going to think, gosh, one day I'm going to, this is the example he gives. Maybe one day I'll sprout wings and fly. Because he knows that it's so not part of his reality that to even look for it would be delusional. Yismach bechalkai, a person who has emuna in HaKadosh Baruch who realizes, if I don't have something, it's because Hashem didn't want me to have it. Because it's something called Hashkach Hashem arranged that. I should have X and I should not have Y. He said, he said, and again, he says, a person who is able to integrate that amuna and think everything I have is because Hashem wants me to have it. And if I'm having a difficulty, again, I'm very, 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 very far away from this madrega, but I'm saying this to myself, and if anyone else is listening, they're listening again. Everything I have is because Hashem gives it, is because Hashem gives it to me. And if, I, I mean, if I'm having something difficult and I wish that I didn't have that, that's also carefully crafted by Hashem. Yiftach Bibari, a human being, is going to should trust in his creator, that he will support him. Hashem is going to do what's right. There is nothing in life that's random. And even on a higher madrega, this is really hard. If that was hard, this is even harder. We have the Avera of Loy Sikrim, of Nakama, of not taking revenge. That's really hard. Really, really, really hard. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying this because I'm holding on this madrig. I'm saying it's a chizik for myself. What is the basis of the Isra of Leisach, of, 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 of Leisikram, of not taking revenge? Because a person should think about it. He should, a person should know, and he should focus on the fact. Everything that happens to a human being, whether it's good or bad, Everything comes from Hashem. 
The guy who's making your life miserable is a pawn. He is not in control. Again, this is like foundations of Amunah B'tachin, and I don't, I'm, I need to work on myself very hard. I'm struggling with this, and I need to work on it. Umiyad Adam, Yad Ish Achiv, Lo Davar, Bilti, Ratzon Hashem, who nothing in the world happens. No one can cause us harm. No one can benefit us. No one can give us misery, except if he happened to be an agent by Hashem. Therefore, when a person makes our life miserable, do our best to say he is a pawn, not like the dog biting the stick instead of seeing the person holding the stick. Unless he's a road or something. Okay. Okay. So you're bringing, so doctor, you're bringing up a great point, which is at what point does a person take action to, to defend yourself? You can take a very radical approach with this and say, if anyone does anything to me, it comes from Hashem. So you're, you're, ma- you're making a great point. Obviously, we do need to take, you know, efforts there's, to defend ourselves. There's an obligation to defend ourselves against Rodef. If we're successful or he's successful, that's coming from Hashem. But we're obligated to do our part. That's a great, that's a great, that's a great, that's a, that's a great definition. There's a fun question that you could ask. There's words that we say in English. I don't know if this is similar in, in, in other languages. When it rains, it's annoying. It's annoying. We're all annoyed by rain. What words does a person say to describe rain falling down? When someone says, is it raining outside, what do they say? They say, it's raining. Fun question. What do you mean, it's raining? Who's the it's? Who's the it's that's raining? It is raining. What's the, who's the it? What's the it that is raining? What? The cloud, I guess. So the cloud is raining? The cloud's lighting, rain on us. Right. rain without a cloud. So, in terms of the Hashgacha Pratis attitude to cultivate, it's like, gosh, it's raining. Instead of, gosh, Hashem is raining. Yeah, you have to change. It's very subtle, but it's very profound. Not, it is raining, because there is no it. By saying an it means like there's a certain randomness of weather. And because of the randomness of weather, it is raining. No, 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 it's not, it is raining. Hashem is making it rain. We have that with the sukkah, we have. That if it's if it's raining on the first night of Sukkot, it's not a good sign. It's it's a simon of Hakadosh Baruch Hu not being happy. Okay, different different shmuz. But the the way to train our minds is not to say it is raining, but to say Hashem is raining. Not whether you use those words or not is something else. But the way the way that we think about it. Could make a little more specific, like Hashem is causing a cloud to put rain on. Yeah, I mean whatever it is. Doesn't come out of a clear blue sky. I mean that's the point. Right. Right, so Hashem is making it rain through the clouds. Yeah, that, that I, I right. like a little better than just saying, right. you know, that, that it's just causing rain. I mean, it, it, there is a little bit of a cause and effect there. It's not right, like, so, Hash, so, so Hashem is orchestrating it through not, that. Not like a nace that Hashem did or something. Well, everything, even the laws of nature, which we talked about a little bit before, even the laws of nature themselves are orchestrated by Hashem. The fact that clouds make things rain is itself, you know... No, no question, Hashem created the whole universe. Right. No question about that. Right. An example of that is Moshe had to raise his arms to split the sea. Right. He also had to raise his arms again to put the sea back. Uh-huh. That laws of nature, he had to ask Hashem uh-huh. to intervene. Aha, uh-huh. very interesting. Right. So I, just, did, uh, I, I didn't make that up. I <laughs> that just, to, just to conclude with just a little, just a little chizik, 
It is something to connect to davening every single day. This is safer from the Divri Yisrael of Majits. Majits is the name of, of a Hasidic sect that many people haven't heard of, but you've heard of lots of their nigunim. For the Losevoshi in particular, um, I forget whether which one it is, but it's one of the two super duper famous ones. That is them. So when a person recognizes that Hashem is running the universe, he's then able to daven like a mensch. Because every day in Birchus Hashachar, we make a bracha. Hamechin Hashem prepares the footsteps of man. And if we don't believe, he makes a strong statement. He said, we need to believe that Hashem is guiding our lives. Because if we don't believe that, then every day we're making a bracha levatah. But we have to believe, we say this every day with Hashem's name. Hamechin Gaber. Every step that we take, every movement that we make, everything. Again, of course, we have Bechira, how to... Okay, that's separate. Oh, separate conversation. But the point is, is that we have to believe and work on ourselves to get to this Madrega, me, above everyone, that Chas V'Sham, it shouldn't be a Brachalavatala. When a person gets to that Madrega, that level of Amuna and trust in Hashem, they're able to be, be saved from a gigantic amount of anguish in life. Because when things don't work out the way he says, is that when things don't work out the way we want, how do we deal with it? I'm struggling with this. Like I'm saying it, I'm like, I'm not a hypocrite. I'm just working on it. When a person believes that nothing in the world happens besides through Hashem's guidance, everything's Hashem's oversight. A person will not get angry. He won't have this internal struggle. He won't be thinking, <coughs> he won't be thinking against Hashem. The goal is getting to this point that Hashem is He's guiding the whole world and like we said before, He's not just guiding the whole world in an equal playing field. He's guiding animals on the species level, that there should be a species called a koala bear. But He's guiding me in my life every single step as an act of Hashem's love for us. Can I share something? Absolutely, please. Uh, this to me is the most incredible example of what you're talking about goes back about 18 years my sister's son was killed crossing the street um, long story short he was a very sweet person very well loved he was in college at the time at the Levi that Sunday morning more people than I, than my sister who just lost his child at the graveside the graveside got up crying he said Thank you, Hashem. Thank you for giving me Jay for 21 years. I don't know why you needed him back, but thank you for giving him to me for 20 years. Oh, I still get goosebumps when I think about that. Is that not an example of what we're talking about? That's, that, I mean, that's beyond. That's beyond. Another person, I, these stories are just like, like you said, it's goosebumps. It's goosebumps to even, to, to even hear such a story is goosebumps. We should all be able to appreciate the gift of, of Hashkacha, of Hashem's awareness, orchestration, and realize that everything is coming from Hashem's tremendous love. Okay. Thank you for coming.